Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hey everyone, thank you for clicking on this podcast. Just wanted to send out a quick warning that we do discuss OCD, depression and anxiety within the episode. Not in any graphic detail, but it is mentioned. So if you think this will be triggering for you, I would suggest possibly missing this episode and keeping up to date with the socials for the next one. Thanks guys. Hey guys and welcome back to the One Up Project. Thanks for listening in today. Um, We have an awesome guest who is going to talk to us about a really important message and has a valuable story to share. So I hope a few of you out there will get some value and see what opportunities are out there for you. So today we've got Aiden from OCDC Clothing. Um, Aiden, how are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, So the audience will probably have picked up that this is going to be the first um, online recorded podcast I've ever done. So hopefully it sounds pretty decent and it's cool that we can uh, we can do that. Yeah, so definitely. So welcome to the show. I guess we just want to get into what you do and around OCDC clothing and how that started for you. So do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us a few few things about you? Yes, yeah, sweet as. Um, I'm Aiden. I'm 23 years old and I live in uh, small town Blenheim and uh, started Started up a clothing brand uh, here about two and a half years ago, and it more came off. Um, it actually was a bit of a therapy thing for me at first, having OCD. So um, I, I started a clothing brand as a way, as a bit of a creative outlet uh, to vent and um, deal with what I had going on with my life at the time. And from there, we I started the brand, then we opened our own retail store here and ran that for about 13, 14 months. And now we just solely do online also run events and yeah do a bit of all sorts really at the moment so yeah cool that's so awesome I think this is really cool because especially how you say you know it was a creative outlet for you so it came from something you were struggling with which you ended up turning into a business which is a real cool t- turnaround and I think a few people will find that um, quite inspiring and motivating so do you want to talk to us a bit about I guess your past with OCD and how that has affected you from a young age yes um I think I think the big misconception around um, OCD, which is obsessive compulsive disorder, is it's not all about uh, being clean. I think people have this idea in their mind it's um, it's about being a clean freak. You know, you see people always washing their hands, and you know you'll consider them OCD. But um, it really it's just like a it's a compulsive thought, kind of like a tick in a way. And what I used to do is um, I used to have problems. I used to get like bullied quite a bit back in school, and you know a lot of behind the scenes stuff happened. And um, my way of adapting in life was to control every single thing I had. So I lived my life uh, in the exact same order every day. So I'd brush my teeth at a certain time of day. I'd um, get dressed at a certain time of day. I wouldn't leave the house past certain times. Uh, Everything I had was in such a massive, like, it was just so organized. And um, I hated it. Like, I was some nights if something didn't go right or even someone you know use the bathroom when I needed to brush my teeth I just lose it I just panic and freak mm. out and so I always always thought I was just odd but um and my parents always said I showed the tendencies when I was very young too but it wasn't until I was 17 six, 16 17 I was like oh shit like something's actually but weird like this isn't quite right you know and then um yeah you tried to reach out really yeah oh wow Oh, that's, that must have been hard for you to I sort of identify that at a young age, especially because I feel like OCD is something that isn't spoken about hugely, not that I've heard of anyway. 
Yeah, no, definitely not. It's um, yeah, and from from there because it's just really it's just a big anxiety and a massive trigger, really. So. Mm. Uh, yeah and if anything bad happened my day I'd always be like oh you know I'd go back and control more and more of my own life that I was just lo- like cooped up in my own little bubble and if anyone messed with anything like I used to be I used to be a very very angry person as well when I didn't know how to yeah. deal with my emotions it was like all this massive process like you just couldn't go through it just didn't make sense to me at times but um yeah it, mm. it was very odd and I also my mum actually worked as a counsellor in mental health and I think okay. I found it, I think we both found it hard for me to register that, hey, I actually had to go to the place where my mum worked and see, you know, one of her, you know, work colleagues and talk about my own problems and, you know, that stuff my mum mm, dealt with was happening sure. in, yeah, happening in her own home. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So how, when you, when you were diagnosed, how did you find that? Were you sort of relieved in a way that you knew that there were now going to be ways that you were able to deal with it or? Yeah, to be honest, I kind of was, cause I was like, oh, I guess like I was a bit relieved in a way like, oh, maybe I'm not going insane like as such. So Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it did lead, like I was extremely depressed at the time as well. And yeah, I was, yeah, I was just generally off. I didn't really want to hang around much longer if I didn't have to, you know what I mean? Mm, and yeah, totally. it was, yeah, massive, yeah, cry for help really got me there and then. So yeah, well, that's so awesome. You had um, people around you who you could talk to um, and that's, it's a good story for other people to hear to know that you can go and get help. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So how did that then turn from a diagnosis to starting your own business. How how did you how did you make that turn around? I I started my first part of counselling and I wasn't to be honest, I wasn't very uh motivated to help myself at times, you know, and I didn't really always want to help myself. And I think I think I kind of clicked one day and realized actually I need to, you know, pull finger if I really want to get better and started working hard. And my counsellor did recommend create do, you know, finding some hobbies and doing something else besides going home from work and stressing about the next day or worrying about, you know, just trying not to worry 24 seven. And I remember I went home and I decided to um, just start designing and playing around on online apps because I did really enjoy it. And um, I sent a bunch of like t-shirts to my mates like online and said, Oh, would you consider buying this? And kind of really just went from there. And I I said, well, I'm going to try run my own clothing brand. And really I've made a massive distraction to help, get through my you know what I was going through and of course Mm -hmm. the story the story got picked up by a few places as well so I started garnishing a bit of attention and yeah really went really went from there and and have you always considered yourself a creative person or do you think that started later on or yeah I guess I guess I have in a weird way and I also um I mean I never knew till I was like 19 20 I was like like I've always realized I should have actually ran a business because um I was 14 Mm. and I was running a I running a little gym out of my garage at the time. So I charged all, I <laughs> really? charge, yeah, I charged all my mates to come to my house and they'd um all gym. So I had like three boxing bags, rowing machine, like a TV. We made so much noise as well. My parents let me do it as well. Yeah. But yeah, so oh, I was like, yeah, so I was like 14, probably made a massive loss as well. But yeah, I was 14 <laughs> running, running my own gym in my garage. And I, but I never realized till like last couple of years, I was like, how's that not a sign? Like I always wanted to try yeah. do my own thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. For sure. That's so funny. You're just yeah. like an entrepreneur from way back. Yeah, yeah. And it's good to have, like, with all your mates about it too. They're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now they're all keen because instead of going to like City Fitness for 14 bucks, we'd just go to my house for a dollar a session. There was no money being made at all. <laughs> it was so terrible. Good. 
<laughs> lessons learned, eh? That's yeah, definitely. Awesome. So, so what when you came out with OCDC clothing, um, what like did, what started first? Did you come out with a t-shirt? Did you come out with a name? What was the sort of start for you? So I. I first thing I did was a Facebook page before I had any proper designs, and that was probably the weirdest, stupidest way to do it. Like, so I had all the attention and nothing to follow it up, and I'd already <laughs> picked the drop date too without deciding samples and all that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I decided I'd do a drop, so I gave myself about a good six months to build up and try, you know, get a bit of attention around it. And I started sending it out. Like, I got a few guys who were in the All Blacks at the time to wear it and stuff too, wear some samples oh, before wow. I dropped it. Watched a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk as well before it came out. Yeah, but um, he's a good one, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, so I, I dropped a couple t-shirts and a cat, and um, I absolutely hate all the designs I dropped, but I sold pretty much everything that I had on my first day, and I was like, oh, okay, wow. that's a bit weird, and including some to like my little sister's friends and that, and I was like, okay, so it's not just my mates buying it and feeling sorry for me, like maybe yeah, 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 for sure. But a potential there, so that yeah, that's kind of how I started it, really. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's so cool that you're like not only your mates or whatever got behind it, you know, but you had other people interested in it as well. Yeah, definitely. I think it's the like sometimes it can be a burden living in a small town, but then, you know, there is a lot of people like there's a lot of people here that back me hard. And a lot of people like I've sometimes I'll even walk down the street and people shout OCDC like out the window at me. It's like real weird shit like that. Really? Yeah, people, it's like our place is so small. Like everyone knows who you are. But um, a lot of people do like support like real strongly here and I guess yeah a lot of people backed me yeah really awesome I think it's hard for some like because I'm obviously from Auckland and there isn't much of that small town vibe support and loyalty that goes on I feel as much as there is in smaller towns anyway and it's really cool to hear about yeah exactly and um yeah I've got I've got mad love for Blenheim like I absolutely love this place that's why yeah yeah, I try to try to put on where I can really but, yeah. yeah, cool. I love that. That's really awesome. And have you always lived there? You were born there, grew up there? No, I was born in Hamilton. <laughs> oh, really? I um, I grew up in a quite strong Christian strong. family. So we traveled. Yeah. We did a lot of traveling in that. And then by the time, yeah, by the time we moved to Blenheim, yeah, I was about 13, 14. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't, or maybe 12, but yeah, I didn't, haven't lived here all my life and so you say that people support you a lot and did you bring like your personal story with OCD through to the brand or was it more just like coming out with it as a creative outlet at first at first it was a creative outlet and then I did a stuff article just before we did the drop and that's where I kind of revealed the story behind it which which kind of worked in a weird little way and then that garnished a bit of attention as well and people were like yeah, started supporting it and had some random messages from all sorts of people. And But yeah, I really use the mental health side to back up the brand. And then from there, we we do every year at least once or twice, we'll do a drop where we give all our money back to Lifeline New Zealand. We'll always, you know, oh, do stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's so awesome. And and like, what kept you driven at the beginning? Were you always motivated or do you have people around you sort of telling you and building you up all the time? No, nah, um, well, like a month before I was supposed to drop, I was my my daughter was supposed to be born, and I was like, I just, I was so, and I still am like, I'm so motivated to create a life with her, like create a life for her mm-hmm. that, um, you know, she doesn't have to go through some of the shit I've done. Oh, sorry, but um, you know, and um, you could swear on yeah, this, yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, sweet, but yeah, I really wanted to create something that um. I wanted her to find something that we should look up to me as well and be like, oh, look what my dad made for himself. Yeah. You know, 
I can do whatever I want to do in this world, you know. So she's always motivated me. She wouldn't even know it either, but yeah, she's the biggest motivation in the world. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. And so, yeah, we haven't even touched on your daughter. So you've got just like one daughter at the moment, eh? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully I'll keep it that way. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. So her name's Haven. Oh, what a nice name. Oh, that's so cool. So yes, she keeps you quite driven, quite motivated, probably on task a lot. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Definitely keeps me on my toes as well. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. How old is she? Uh, She's two. So she turned two in January. So she's been two for a little bit now, but she's about the size of a three-year-old at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. And then she can grow up. She'll probably grow up with those same entrepreneurial traits and want to follow in her dad's footsteps and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, as well. find a find a way to make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's so cool. So, what's happening at the moment with it? Like, how's it going right now? And what's the what's the plan at the moment? To be honest, like, so last about this time last year, we started looking at closing a shop, and we uh, mm. went forth with doing so. Uh, Blenheim doesn't really have much of a town at times. Um, a lot of people just shop online. So we were like, it wasn't really feasible to keep it going. And um, so I was like, well, I'm just going to go solely online for 40 bucks a month on Spotify, um, and Shopify instead of doing like three grand of bills a month and yeah. just sell my own brand, which is something I didn't do a lot of in my shop. I neglected my own personal brand just to sell like mm. a whole bunch of massive brands already. And um, so, yeah, I've gone online now and I'm, tracking right now i'm nearly hitting about what i do a month in my shop on my website which is yeah which has been crazy to me in the last year like we've sold so much stuff i can't yeah i can't believe we're some like i had an order from um my first order from hollywood about three weeks ago so that was cool oh wow yeah so i don't even know how i got that one but uh that's so sick how you can see you, you can track sort of where they're coming from yeah yeah it's it's amazing like literally there's a whole world out there on the internet where you can you can make something for yourself and to me that's just incredible yeah totally do you find that most like pretty much all of your sales are coming from New Zealand or do you get like the odd one like Hollywood or like random places uh I get a couple in Aussie yeah Aussie is quite consistent uh Sydney yeah New South Wales is like our big one and then um most of my sales come from Auckland and Wellington not really Blenheim Mm. as such like a lot of people know about it here but a lot of our sales come yeah. from Auckland and Blenheim and that's probably because, sorry, Auckland and Wellington. And that's probably because um, it's a bit more of an alternative style at times, which is a lot more of what people in Auckland and Wellington wear. You know, Blenheim, yeah. Blenheim's a lot of gumboots and hunting and fishing tops at times <laughs> as well. So, yeah, yeah. not really Don't what have we any of those coming Nah, <laughs> nah not, not at this time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe in the future then. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So is that, um, are you doing that full time at the moment? Or have you got another gig going on? What's um, your plans with that? No, so I'm currently I'm currently back working, which is how I like it to be at the moment. And I'm putting yep. putting a lot of my money into it, and it is it is returning as well. We've got recurring money in the account for the first time awesome. in a long time. But um, Beautiful. yeah, so we're doing that, and then we're doing the events on the side too. So we'll probably have a couple more events in Wellington later this year, which is something we learned out of the shop, another place where we could make money, and I really enjoy doing, which has yeah been massive for us. Yeah, tell me about the events. So what are they and like how do you run those? So um I started pretty much we did this first event we called it Underground and we did it in uh July of the first July in our shop. And really I 
we, you know, we'd open the store and we still didn't have that much attention. I was like, I need like a massive marketing tactic, like to drag in all these 16, 17, 18 year old kids and their parents with their wallets. That was my idea behind the events. And so I got down um, a guy, Blaze the Emperor, who wore my gear for me. And he, he just, yeah, he'd just done a little bit of a European tour and I sorted out a bit of a price and we um, hired the race course down in Blenheim, used like two Shit. speakers, threw on the show got a few food food trucks down there i think we broke even on that show but the amount of tension we got off it was uh um, yeah, yeah yeah was massive was yeah so then That's we so cool. after that i i don't know i just felt real hungry to keep doing the events like i really enjoyed sitting there um and seeing how much fun people had and i was like, oh shit like i kind of yeah i kind of created that and to me that yeah. was massive and there was also one thing that happened that night um a person had come through with their parents because we did it all ages and the mum pulled my mum aside and said, you know, her son suffers from depression and he he really ever leaves the house. He hates leaving the house. He doesn't have a job, you know. He just he kind of just stays home and trying to work through what he's going through. And he was there and he was jumping around and having so much fun. And she said, I haven't seen him this happy in ages. And I was like, oh, holy shit, like that was worth it, like for me. Wow. So Yeah, even, that's a real country moment. Yeah, definitely. So I was like, yeah, I really wanted to do the events. And then I started tapping in with these other guys uh, who are my real good friends in um, Wellington GMG. And we started doing events together. And we got a bit of a bit, one or two little projects under the table now that will come out soon. So, yeah, it's just awesome. another another thing, pulling the money on our brand, really. And I love it, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. It really does show you how many avenues can come off, I guess, like starting your own thing like a clothing brand. And you don't even need much to do it as well. Like, I mean, you know, you said you had a couple of speakers or whatever and you've got down to the race course. And, yeah, exactly. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, so I get a lot of messages now of people being like, oh, I want to start my own clothing brand. It's like you literally just need 30 bucks in an Instagram account. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, 30 bucks, open your website, just – drop ship it all from somewhere it's so easy mm. but i mean yeah it's up to the person at the end of the day to do it like i'm so thankful i live in the age i live in now because i'd be nothing without the internet we wouldn't exist mm. i can't imagine doing mm. it you know 30 years ago so totally i think a lot of us take that for granted in a way because we're kind Definitely. of thinking you know we we don't know what it's like without internet and it, it would be completely different exactly yeah i'm extremely extremely thankful for it <laughs> when you're a releasing things now where do you find your inspiration um a lot of it a lot of it I'll go off politics and I'm yeah a lot of it's politics and a lot of it's my story so um I yeah I'll try like if I'm having like a real shit day I'll find that's the best way to design because sometimes we will go for a bit of a odd sort of sad boy sort of look with our stuff and that's where I'll start just designing heavily that day but a lot of it a lot of it goes back to stories in my life like I had a real bad struggle with um I had a massive year last year a massive uh thing happened in my family all my family moved away so I just live here now me and my partner broke up like massive slept on my mate's lounge floor and just had to keep going and I dropped this design uh called friends are dead so <laughs> it's a bit of a rough yeah. one but um I kind of based it <laughs> off um off I I'd locked myself out from everyone because you know I was obviously hurt from everything yeah. that had gone on and um I yeah I kind of made this thing friends are dead like I didn't want anyone I didn't need anyone I just didn't want to have anything mm. to do with anyone and I dropped this design out of that you know I created this design I dropped it online randomly on a Sunday night and got like five orders of hoodies in the first hour and I was like oh holy shit like maybe I should you know wow. so I try to tap into my emotions and um yeah. yeah I've got like a little cult following 
right now of people and they order every time I drop something. And I know some of them have got like really? four afterpays and shit going at the moment. It's like, come oh on, my man, like, God. chill out. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Welcome to yeah. the brand. That is so cool. Definitely, definitely. And I love how you you gain that inspiration from things that you're going through. It almost reminds me of like a mu- music artist or something, you know, they take inspiration from yeah exactly yeah my lyrics are just on the clothing at the end of the day that's that's really the only big difference yeah and so what um would you say now does that does your daughter still keep you motivated but what else keeps you motivated to keep going keep doing is it the people who just keep coming back and the events a lot of it's that and a lot of it's um a lot of people have been vulnerable to me um through their story and how I've inspired it inspired them Mm. to do something and to me that's crazy like I had this guy last year and I put on my Instagram I was going to a show in Wellington and he came to the show in Wellington and like tapped me on my shoulder and he's like oh I came here to see you and he just told me about his whole story you know what he'd been going through and to me I was like far like this is crazy like you found inspiration off me and I've I've got a few people like that now and you know that have messaged me and said you know their stuff my stuff inspires them and to me that's crazy like and I had like a 14 year old kid in Blenheim the other day message me saying oh you know like I aspire to be a person like you one day and I was like shit man like oh my God. that's what keeps me going and like I just don't want to let I just don't want to let anyone down like especially if like one or two people look up to me which is real weird to me but mm. yeah I just don't want to let anyone down eh? <laughs> oh that's extremely inspiring and I don't think you'd be letting anyone down I think you're doing an awesome job with um your brand and everything that sounds so cool yeah um do you think like what about your own mental health now like has it had an effect a positive effect on that or a negative effect what are some challenges and, and things of that definitely there's still days where I'm like I sit back and I I kind of get like the feel like vibe of when I was 16 17 again I still have my you know bad days as anyone mm. does and I still, sure. sometimes I'll be like oh, I'll just quit I'll just quit everything like that's my mindset but I find now I'll just sit down in front of a laptop and I'll just throw everything out of my laptop like that's my go-to now and then I usually those designs are the ones that end up going the strongest which is yeah quite funny but yeah I, yeah. I just use it as my venting system now and then people order and they don't even know know they're wearing just a bad day <laughs> one of my bad days yeah. on their clothing sometimes yeah. so yeah yeah that's true that's cool though I mean I guess the people who follow you and your audience with whether it's anything like it could be a podcast or a clothing brand I feel like they can see where the genuine emotion is coming from and they can see that through the clothing probably yeah exactly and I do get one or two people asking about you know the story behind it and then I'll you know mm. go on to tell them but yeah Nah, definitely. I've definitely got a real good following at the moment, eh? And yeah, That's I, so good. I don't think I, I don't think I'm grateful enough for it sometimes because I always have a bigger picture in mind. But like yeah. f- for the growth we've had in the last year has been ridiculous, especially when we mm. probably took the biggest loss in closing a store. And like some people thought mm. that we didn't exist anymore as a brand, and I was like, we've kind of just started. That was just a yeah. big, big thing that gave gained us attention. You know what I mean? So yeah, for sure. What are some like challenges of just having your own business? I mean, that must be quite difficult for anyone, let alone someone as young as you. Like what what are some challenges of that? I never knew when I was gonna be paid. <laughs> that was the biggest yeah. thing. Like I even um <laughs> bit of a financial fact, I looked back on my IAD earnings for when I had the shop and I'd made for myself as a take home pay, I took home thirteen thousand dollars for a whole year. 
and we oh we lived off that. And I was like, I don't even know how I did it now. Wow. Uh, and some days I'm not even grateful enough for what I have, and I'm like, nah, like I've had it way yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. We really, you really do eat shit trying to make your dream. Like you really yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, you just got to keep on going. Like I'd worked the longest hours, and then I picked up another little job at the time. So I'd wake up at four thirty in the morning and go to this postal company work till eight, mm. go to sleep and then go open the shop. So I did that as well on top of it. Like anything to keep money shit. going in. Yeah. I've ran myself wow, into the that, ground. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, it's paid off, hasn't it? I mean, you work hard and you get the results and that's exactly what's happened to you, I feel. And it's only going to go up from here. So yeah, like, exactly. Amazing. As long as this coronavirus so cool. doesn't stop too much stuff. Pretty, pretty yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, true. I mean, have you even seen that had an effect on your business at the moment? Yeah, we were going to go into a lot more cut and sew and um, drop. We were going to drop some real, just different, absurd stuff. Like we were going to drop uh, dungarees and all sorts of stuff at the beginning of this oh. year. And um, yeah. I just wanted to be a bit different. And none of mm. that is happening right now with, you know, nothing coming mm. in to the country. Sure. So I was yeah. like, we just got to make do. We've got to adapt to where we are now. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, hopefully it'll blow over quickly for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. <laughs> well, then where do you see the brand going like from here, um, minus the coronavirus? <laughs> where do you want it to go? <laughs> to be honest, like I don't even know. Eh? Like I'm just, I'm just grateful for what a, for what it's achieved so far. And it, mm. all I want in a life is a little bit of a sense of some sort of financial freedom and something that I can yeah. really and just inspiration for Haven. That's all I really want from it. And if I can live yeah. live life a little bit easier when I'm older, that'd be the big thing. And just to wake up every day and be like, oh, yeah, like I can't wait to, you know, go out and conquer it today. That's the biggest thing is waking up to happiness, mm. I believe. And that that's yeah. all I want from it, really, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's like something I seek in life in the future as well. And I think that's definitely so important. I mean, happiness is number one, I feel. Mental health is number one. Exactly, exactly. And if we, you know, if it keeps inspiring people like, that's that's the job done for me like I'm happy yeah. yeah exactly and I think even now you can do this but more so you'll be able to do this in the future is look back on what you've created and be able to say like fuck I actually did that like yeah. that was me <laughs> and like I change you know you're people like you who have these small businesses that come from just a pure passion or or something that's happened to them they really do like change the world like I believe that sounds stupid but I actually think they do because you know you're helping out like you've said you've named and this probably isn't even all of them but you've mentioned about four or five different people just in this podcast who have spoken to you and said that you've done something amazing so god knows how many people are out there that haven't said anything to you yeah yeah definitely and I've only really started identifying myself as the guy that runs the brand recently because I just wanted to keep mm. it anonymous because, yeah, you yeah. won't really find much of me on the actual OCDC page. But, um, yeah, and I do want to put a bit more of a face to the brand so to encourage more people to reach out in that. And, yeah, I mean, our mental, our mental yeah. health system is a mess here. And um, mm. I know that for sure. The only reason I really got into the counseling was because my my mum worked there and she begged, mm. the, begged the doctor to put me in, you know what I mean? Like, it's a wow. there's just not enough support there for everyone. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Did you find that your experience with the like system dealing with mental health in New Zealand was just shocking for you? Yeah, it's a mess. And I have some real, real good friends of mine that have really seen the seen the arse end of it and they've it mm. hasn't helped them at all. Yeah, it's it's a mess and That's terrible, eh? Yeah, definitely. But I think that's why, you know, we as people have to take time to inspire and motivate each other and just reach out and 
No, beyond, yeah, beyond build a, each other up. Yeah, beyond a silly Facebook post as well saying, oh, you know, I'm here for you. And it's like, message your mates, man. Take them out. Go for a beer. Totally. Yeah, hang out with them. Totally. I, I 100% couldn't agree with you more on that. Like actually making the effort to reach out. Exactly. It's, it makes a big best. difference. For all the people out there who are listening, who want to start their own business, they might have their own mental health um, issues at the moment or things they're going through. What's something you'd say to them if they were wanting to start their own thing? To be honest, like my biggest word of advice I give to people is just to not give a shit. Just put out yeah. what you want, make what you want, do what you want. Try to cancel out the people that talk because at the end of the day, people are going to talk. Um, if, mm. you, if you're scared of people hating your designs, people are going to hate your designs anyway. Just do you and yeah. just worry about you. That's all you have to do. It's yeah. Once you get to that place, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Do you find that there were people who – like would talk negatively on you in the beginning? Oh, definitely. I, st- I still get it now too. Um, mm. I even had someone on like, you know, a, a public Facebook forum last year slam me and my brand saying that we'd knocked off stuff off Wish and AliExpress and all the stuff. And a lot of people jumped straight onto this little forum Facebook Blenheim group and started like slamming me straight away. And I was like, oh, where did no this way. all come from? But then my – um my website traffic went up and everything like that too. And I was like, I'll just leave it. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. you're, you're going to get negativity from anyone and anything, no matter where you are. Like I've, I learned that the hard way with that and I'm kind of glad mm. now, but yeah. Yeah. Biggest thing, man. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a shock. I think like sometimes when people start their own thing and I think it's even something I'm beginning to realize with this podcast is you do see the people who like, they're not, I haven't really had experience with people trying to tear me down or anything, but you know, you can just see people who have got a bit of a negative or stagnant mindset towards it. And it's just interesting when before you would never have known that. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, people do show their true colors when you try do mm-hmm. something different for yourself and you don't follow, you, you're not just a sheep and you follow the crowd. Yeah. When you try, when you try, you leave your pack, you leave your herd that's when people criticize you and look at you differently. Like I guarantee someone will message me and be like, Oh, this podcast was shit. And like, say what I said was dumb Mm. or something like that. I'll get something like that. But you know, Mm. that's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. But really people, yeah, Yeah. people don't like it for a reason. (laughs) Exactly. And I think a lot of those comments and and that sort of thinking is from deep rooted hatred that comes from somewhere else. Exactly. It's actually got nothing to do with, you know, you or your outlet or anything, mm. anything to do with you at the end of the day. They're just finding something else. Yeah. Man, I feel like we've been talking for about three seconds, but oh, it's already sh- half an hour. Shit, I didn't even know. So, <laughs> I know. How good's that? You've just been giving out value on value for the last 30 minutes. Oh, it's that's so good, good to hear. <laughs> Thank you, Aiden, for coming on. I feel bloody inspired. I need to start my own clothing brand or something. <laughs> no, thanks this for having awesome. me. This is awesome. Um, I hope everyone listening was able to take something away from that. I actually know you will be able to because I feel inspired. And, and I just want to thank you, Aiden, for opening up about your mental health and, and history with that because it's really important to be open about that. And like you said, reach out to people rather than um, just making a few like comments on social media or whatever, exactly. actually helping yeah. people out and stuff is awesome. So, And you're changing the world with your brand. So I'm looking forward to see where this is going. And where can people find you and the brand online? Tell the listeners. Uh, most of our URLs are at OCDC Clothing. Uh, no spaces, nothing like that. And then my personal Instagram, if you want to follow me and follow some uh, stupid stuff, uh, is at that streetwear plug, which is uh, D-A-T instead of T-H-A-T. And our website URL is OCDCStreetwearNZ.com. we got Afterpay, we got Labour, we got 
anything to help your bank account. So just <laughs> pull on up. <laughs> Amazing. We love that. That's so cool. Go and check him out, guys. Seriously. Um, you're supporting a good thing and a good good local local brand. And I, I love supporting the um the Kiwi brands, especially when they come from such an awesome story and, and passion like yours. And I can really tell the passion you've got just from the way you're talking. And, and that's so cool and inspires other people and makes everyone else passionate. So thank you. No, nah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project. And I'll catch you on the next one.